afternoon and welcome to the program. We get right out of the gate this afternoon by talking to a recent arrival in Springfield, part of a program called the Bloomberg Harvard City Leadership Initiative. Bloomberg Harvard City Hall fellows assigned to seven communities around the country. Springfield lucky enough to be chosen for this program. And she'll be working here over a two-year fellowship term to help Springfield tackle some of its challenges. Uh, she is accompanied this afternoon by Mayor Jim Langfelder in studio. We welcome Cy Joshi uh, to WMAY. And welcome. Great to have you here. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, let me uh, just begin by asking, how are you finding Springfield so far? And uh, tell us a bit about uh, this uh, fellowship program and, and what your goal will be while you're here. Yeah, um, well, Springfield's been great. Everybody's been super warm. This is also my first time in the Midwest, so it's been a great community to be a part of, and I'm excited to be here. Um, about the fellowship, uh, the fellowship is a two-year uh, program uh, in collaboration with Bloomberg Philanthropies and Harvard University. Uh, we are seven of us who have been selected from on campus who have graduated this year um, and have been placed with city mayors who have been part of the government innovation program with Bloomberg Philanthropies, a program that Mayor Langfeld has been a part of. Uh, Mayor, let me ask you, why did the city want to be a part of this program? Well, it came uh, out of the uh, U.S. Conference of Mayors. Uh, that's where I was involved with uh, Bloomberg Harvard Initiative. Uh, how do you deal with the pandemic? I was one of 40 mayors to participate in that, and they really uh, provide a lot of support. So what they did uh, put out there periodically are these opportunities for additional resources. And so when you have this opportunity with regards to a project that you'd like to see get off the ground, um, you know, and sometimes in Springfield, we like to have outside experts come in and, said, and really codify what we're doing. Uh, you know, that's why I went forward with this because this uh, whole block development, redevelopment is something that we've uh, talked about, wanted to do for a long time where we're rehabbing or trying to rehab some of our older structures instead of tearing them down. And while you do that, you assess the whole block. So any infill development or vacant properties, we could do it. And then also homeowners within that block, you provide uh, resources if they'd like to fix up their house. And of course they qualify. So so it's kind of a unique opportunity to, and with Harvard and Bloomberg, or Bloomberg Harvard support, uh, they're covering uh, uh, size cost totally. So to us, it's this added expertise. She's an architect. She's an urban planner. She doesn't like to brag about herself, but I will. And uh, it really raises our opportunity to have that type of development that can be used for a model, just not in Springfield, not throughout the state, but throughout the country. And that's what the interest of this particular initiative was to Bloomberg Harvard as well as Cy herself because she had to select us. It is a remarkable resume. Graduate of the Harvard Graduate School of Design, a winner of the Dean's Merit Scholarship while there with a work focusing on social equity uh, and climate change as well. And I want to talk about all of that in just a moment here. But Cy, let me ask you uh, from, from your perspective uh, as the mayor just started to describe whole block restoration and realizing you're only a few weeks into this yet, but uh, can you give us a sense as to what that might mean or look like in the context of Springfield. Sure. Um, I've only been here for two weeks. I'm going to put that out first. But um, from my understanding um, and my one visit on field on the east side, um, there are a lot of vacant lots. We have a lot of blighted houses 
um, houses that are getting demolished. We're concerned that we're breaking down community fabric, existing community fabric. Um, we want to work in a way in which we can come up with a block model in which we can think about, um, you know, some of the ideas that the mayor has with infill development, with um, housing redevelopment, with revitalization, and a block that can really be applied across the city, but also across the country. Um, so we really want to come up with um, a solution, but a strategy um, for block restoration. Uh, it's interesting to note that this week in the Springfield City Council, there was quite a bit of discussion about uh, various programs to benefit neighborhoods and homeowners, and a lot of discussion about uh, whether those programs will be equitably distributed across the community. Uh, when you approach something like this, is this something that you can apply across the entire city, or does it by definition have to be focused on particularly uh, blighted neighborhoods, older neighborhoods, poorer neighborhoods, and and really focusing on, on specific areas and census tracts in the community? Um, with the specific anchor challenge that the mayor and Bloomberg Harvard have designated for the term of the fellowship, it's specifically for the east side. Um, I think the neighborhood has some urgent challenges that need to be catered to. And in that sense, yes, um, it is focused on the east side currently. That is where we'll start off. That is the entry point. But like I mentioned before, I think it has the capacity, uh, the project itself has the capacity to be applied across the city or across the country. Uh, realizing that, that you're new here, but you probably heard some of the history and you're going to be tackling something that has been a longstanding problem in the community. And one of the challenges, of course, uh, is that uh, we're, we're in the, the constant quandary of improvements like this require capital, but capital Capital doesn't want to invest in an area until there are improvements. So how do you get around that conundrum and, and how do you find the, the capital, the resources to be able to start making some of these improvements? Um, that is a tough question. Um, and I'm very new to the neighborhood. But from my very little understanding right now and the conversations that I've had with citywide employees, um, there are current grants and programs that the city already has in place. Um, I think one of the things that just needs to be done more actively is communicating some of these existing resources to the community and itself so the community knows that they're available to them and that they can tap into some of these resources. Um, that's where I'm at, to be honest, right now. Um, I will definitely know more as I start researching more and getting to know the city systems more. As you've seen uh, these efforts in, in other communities around the country, it seems like one of the potential risks is that you could be too successful and then you start to have gentrification where a neighborhood gets so developed that then the people who were there are suddenly priced out of the market. Is there a way to balance that so you can make improvements, help those neighborhoods begin to, to thrive and, and be better set without fundamentally changing the entire character of the neighborhood? Yeah, and I think one of the main solutions to gentrification is putting the community at the forefront of any change that you're making. Um, right from governance strategies to anything that you're doing locally, I think the community has to have a stake in it, has to have a voice in it, and more importantly, has to be a part of the governance, local governance. Um, and if you do that, and if you're able to generate that at a community level, there is a way in which we can tackle gentrification. But also to mention, in theory, and we speak about this at school at Harvard all the time, any urban development, there is a certain amount of gentrification that is obvious, and that's not something that you can completely avoid. With your background in urban design, are there particular design features that, that can help this process along. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, more green space or development of, of bike trails and things. Or what, what are some of the design elements that might help lead to some of the improvements you're talking about? Oh, honestly, a variety of them. Um, 
some of the concepts that I have in mind are definitely sort of increased walkability, um, increased way in which we can have more access to public spaces. Um, and that's something that I would definitely be looking into when I'm making observations when I'm on field. And in these neighborhoods, uh, it, it may just be coincidence, but some of the neighborhoods that have the, the most difficult issues like this are also areas of high crime, where we see gunfire, where we see uh, a, a lot of these challenges that could certainly inhibit things like walkability or just public gathering spaces, etc. Uh, is, is there a strategy to counteract that? I think we need to go to the source of the problem. I think we need to look at why... Um, some of these patterns of crime exist. Um, what are the current economic development patterns for specific communities? Um, what is the need for it? Um, I think if we go down to the source of it, there is potential for us to tackle it. Uh, you have a background not only in, in social equity, but also looking at climate change uh, in this context as well. Is, is that a factor that, uh, that plays into this here in Springfield and how so? Oh, most certainly. Um, if you're looking at you know, developing new block restoration strategies. I think climate mitigation has to be at the forefront and the center of it. Um, if you're trying to build new ways in which we can reimagine urban blocks and we start need to start looking at energy efficiency and we need to start looking at um, clean energy sources. Um, so definitely climate mitigation has to be at the core of it. This is a, a two-year effort. At the end of the two years, what happens? Do you present a report with recommendations? Uh, do you stick, stick around to try to see some of this implemented? How does this all play out? Um, to be honest, I'm a little more ambitious than that. I'm hoping that in my year run, I'm able to have work with the mayor and um, Julia Frebert, um, who's my supervisor, um, and to work with the city itself to come up with a strategy so that I'm here for year two to start thinking about um, all the funds and resources that we have at hand, how we can sort of put them into practice and implement. Um, but that's just maybe me being ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mayor, is that too ambitious a schedule here? Again, these are, are decades-old problems in the community. Can we tackle and come up with a plan that quickly? Oh, without a doubt. You know, we've... Uh we like to uh, beat a dead horse, so to speak, with regards to planning, especially the area that's selected was the uh, neighborhood of Hope. You know, that was a plan that was put out there by the Chamber of Commerce um, way back when. Unfortunately, it didn't come with any funding resources. So now we do have a uh, TIF district in the area, and we've, you know, taken the steps to expand it to make sure that 11th to 18th South Grand Cook area is covered. And then also, you know, we have ARPA funds, but as uh, Sai had said, we're going to try to apply for grants. But uh, what's as important is the private sector. How can the private sector invest in the area? Because that's what we really want to get to that point to maximize private investment with public investment to help transform people's lives. And the one key element, we've tried to bring this forward to the city council already with bone training. Uh, you know, we tried to do five houses um, to move forward in this direction and not necessarily in the area, but have the rehab teaching people how the multi-craft core training. Unfortunately, it didn't receive the city council's uh, approval. And so that's the point we need to get to because uh, one aspect, of course, is the restoration. But the other aspect is the workforce redevelopment. And then in the end, what you're doing is you're giving individuals uh, opportunity to for uh, changing their way of living through career development, as well as creating affordable housing. And then uh, with that, hopefully it'd be more of a greenhouse where you have solar energy. So it's more affordable for the individuals that would either buy or rent in that area. Uh, Cy Josie, again, Bloomberg Harvard City Hall fellow who was assigned here to Springfield on this uh, two-year effort on whole block 
restoration on the city's east side. And as you heard the mayor uh, mention, uh, some efforts along these lines have run into various hurdles, whether it's private sector investment, city council resistance, etc. What do you see as uh, the biggest obstacle to progress here? And what do you see as the biggest reason for optimism uh, on this project? Well... I think it's too soon to answer the first question, but I'm definitely optimistic that um, there is a way through this. Um, one of the things that I'm doing right now is focusing on just speaking to city employees and trying to understand the city's current systems and processes. Um, if I'm able to get a good hold of that, if I'm able to identify what the gaps are and what currently the barriers are for current city employees, um, I'm, for, I'm sort of optimistic that... I can get through it and then we can move towards more community engagement and participatory workshops with the community and getting them into the process. We'd love the chance to talk to you more about this as you've had more time to get into it over the course of the next year or two. Before we let you go, Mayor, let me just ask you a couple of other uh, quick questions on uh, issues that have unfolded in the last couple of days, starting with the news that the city did not uh, get the grant you were hoping for for the North Mansion Y Block. Where do you go from here on, on that now? Well, we've been meeting with the uh, neighbors in the area. You know, there's the Illinois Realtors, you have the Chamber, uh, Illinois Municipal League, IMB Bank, and others that have an interest, a vested interest, uh, because they did invest in the area. So we've been meeting for the uh, past several months to... move the ball forward, you know, and hopefully get the grant. Uh, You know, this is our first opportunity to make it happen, but there'll be other opportunities with regards to that. Uh, But we will move forward with, uh, you know, how to determine what the architectural design will be. Uh, Massey Massey is the one that's working on the Capitol Complex, worked on the mansion, so they're a, a uh, you know, logical partner. And so we'll move that direction. But the other one is with regards to resources, uh, Levitt concert series uh, that has given us another opportunity where we met with the individuals from the organization. They're looking to move it to the next level. And that's where they've done this in other cities where they've, uh, you know, kind of occupied the space and shown the importance of it. Now they want to know how is it going to be developed. So that's going to be a natural partner. And so we're going to use our neighbors, uh, everybody working together with downtown Springfield and other entities to identify resources and how can we uh, start moving forward in the architectural uh, design work that needs to be done so when funds are available, we can move forward in that direction. That Levitt AMP announcement on a three-year grant should be coming any time now. Does uh, the fact that you didn't get this grant uh, potentially have any impact on that? Could that hurt our chances to get that three-year grant? Well, we've talked to them about the challenges when they did come about a month ago, and actually uh, one of the concepts we uh, uh, talk through was posting the signs, getting more public input, trying to find uh, a new show name the, and things. Yeah, yeah and, and show that type of community engagement and emphasis. So I don't think that will, uh, you know, it, it would have helped if they would have awarded the grant, you know, because everybody wants to get on that train once it's moving. The ones that uh, really make the difference, though, are the ones that push the train and get it to. Uh, uh, moving slowly. And so I think Levitt will uh, have that interest because they have invested in us the past three years. And I think uh, we'll know shortly with the, they're going to reinvest in the next three years. And I think they will uh, from the opportunity that's right there. Home of Abraham Lincoln. You're right there by the third oldest active governor's mansion in the country. You know, right. Uh, and you can see the uh, capital. So there's a lot of great attributes, but it has done its job with regards to Levitt, where it's moved us to that level where everybody understands the importance of activating that space now and uh, really reaffirming the 
direction we wanted to take four years ago. Fast forward, we're almost where we were four years ago, uh, but we'll continue to push. And uh, when it's all said and done, it will be an activated space uh, that the community and tourists can enjoy as one. You mentioned there will be other opportunities for grants. How quickly does another $3 million grant opportunity come around? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Well, that's where private development uh, comes in or private investors, and I think uh, we will have that opportunity. Sometimes it takes uh, that private sector initiative to say, we're going to move forward with this, and then uh, the public funds might follow that opportunity. Finally, last night, council uh, blocked that effort to change some of the zoning for a cannabis craft grow business. Uh, So what happens now? Can you still sort of informally ask planning and zoning to take a look at this? Because the developers are indicating that they're going to start looking at other areas outside of Springfield since they can't get this zoning change put through. Yeah, that's the intent is it was discussed last night. I think a couple council members said, well, Mayor, why don't don't you just ask for uh, their opinion on it? So uh, Corporation Council seemed to indicate that can be done. So we basically will probably take what we presented to the council and ask them to weigh in on it. The, uh, you know, when I, this cannabis initiative first rolled out, um, you know, I was all in favor of just having it in industrial areas. If you're going to purchase the retail side, grow it or infuse it, it should be in the industrial areas because if you're going to an industrial park, you're there for a purpose. And that's where I thought was logical. Unfortunately, through the council discussion, uh, they kind of watered it down where they allowed now in business areas. So it can, there's a lot of other areas that can be covered that is, you know, in direct uh, face of young people that they're trying to protect. But is it really any different than a liquor store? I mean, what's the difference between going to a cannabis dispensary mm-hmm. and going to a liquor store? They're a legal product for an mm-hmm. adult, so why, why not treat them the same? Well, that's, uh, I think that's where we're getting towards, uh, you know, but when we went through this process, some of the council members didn't like it when it went to the movie theater, and they readapted it. But, uh, you know, I think what shouldn't happen, though, we have these vacant buildings in industrial areas, but you can't use them. And that's the most intensive use of businesses. You can have chemical plants there. You can have asphalt plants there and, uh, you know, bars like you mentioned and things of that nature, but you can't have a, a grow place there. So that's what we'll ask the regional planning for, uh, for their opinion. Uh, we we're hoping that the council would, you know, went ahead and vote towards that. But uh, since it was discussed by the council and they asked for it, we will uh, make it a written uh, recommendation that they would respond and offer a recommendation with regards to using uh, this type of industry in the industrial areas.